You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Billy Bradley, the championship four is set for Homestead. The championship four is set for Homestead, I repeat. Billy Bradley, we've seen this play out before. We've got... um, uh, you know, three Toyotas and 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 one lone Ford, one lone Ford in the mix down here. Um, and it's I can't say that it's not going to be exciting because I, any one of these four guys I think is going to win it. But we got to talk about this this Phoenix race before we go too far, Billy Bradley. I watched every lap of the Phoenix race. Um, I know you watched every lap of the Phoenix race, Billy Bradley. Um, this is going to be the finale next year. It's moving from Homestead, Miami, going to Phoenix. Billy Bradley, what is the main storyline? If you had one storyline, Billy Bradley, to talk about at the at the Phoenix race that happened this past weekend, what would it be, son? The one storyline would have to be the final caution at the end of the race that as a fan, I did not see any reason for a caution to be thrown. However, it, it was it gave us something to talk about because the other few laps that we ran was a snooze fest. So I think I think we had to have something to talk about. So NASCAR says, "Hey, let's throw a caution right here." So well, we had something to talk about. Listen, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Early and often, and Rob Lopes, who we're going to bring in a second, um, expounded upon it as well. But we got new race directors in the series this year. And early on, I was very, I'm going to say, lenient um, or understanding or accepting maybe of some weird goo. I mean, it took about half the season, Billy Bradley, to get the cars lined up. Um, you know, after a, uh, you know, on a for a restart, and I mean, still, I think there's probably Hell two or three races. Even lined up, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say there's probably two or three races that um, they know that they just absolutely did not get get right, and maybe maybe more than that, as far as I know. But that caution at the end of the race, when the guy was already down on the on the, on, I mean, he was down off the track, Billy. He was off the track. He was getting ready to go into pits. He was in the pit road mode, and we call a caution there. And I have to believe, Billy Bradley, I mean, the race was not stellar from any standpoint whatsoever. The only reason that race would have been exciting is if you were following the points as they run, and that was it. I mean, once once the 22 was out of it, it was kind of it, and they brought out a what I think is a bullshit caution. They brought out a bullshit caution to reset the field to see if they can get some action here at the end. Now, that being said, let's bring Rob Lopes in here. Rob Lopes has seen more damn caution laps and more goofy cautions than, than, than you and I combined, Billy Bradley, but um, Rob Lopes, the last caution there at the end of the at the end of the race at Phoenix. Um, I, I think it's – is it safe to say that was a questionable caution, Rob Lopes, or was that a bona fide caution um, in your opinion? Well, I don't know exactly what happened. I think it was the 36 car that had issues. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. 
Um, I don't know exactly what happened to him, whether he just cut a tire down or if he actually smacked the fence or what. But uh, I remember, if I remember correctly, as far as the, you know, the order of events, that caution came out, and they were already showing him on pit road uh, getting tires changed. I believe that is and correct. So I, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if he knocked the fence down or what happened. It just seemed a little odd to throw a caution under the circumstance. And I realized that, you know, safety is the number one priority for all of this. But it just seemed very odd. It was odd timing. And, yes, it did bunch the field up for a shootout at the end. Um, and that will bring up another point I'm sure we're going to cover. And, and I'm re referring to a lot of um, – Why don't you just go ahead and bring it up, Ross? I will bring it up. A lot of talk on social media about team orders. Yes. And I yeah. have one thing to say about team orders. There's there's a thing there's such a thing as team orders and then there's such such a thing as common sense for the good of the organization. Yeah. And there are three Joe Gibbs Toyotas running for the championship. Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, out of four. Okay, I'm just saying, and that is a that is a feather in the cap for that organization, no doubt about it. And that's what every four car organization wants to have is they want their four cars running for the championship. Yeah. Okay. You're you're exactly and, right as an organization. So you can say, you know, people out there can say, oh, it was team orders, and that's why the 18 didn't pass the 11, and blah 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 blah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't team orders. But they, by God, if you think the 18 is going to wreck the 11 to try to pass him, you know, because the 11 don't – hey, I saw it too. The 11 had speed. The 11 was a good car, and he was standing up in the seat because he knew what he had to do. He also knew that if something happens, the 22's in. And the yeah. 18, that driver of the 18, Kyle Busch, he's a smart man, and people might hate him, and he might – you know, he says a lot of things that puts people on edge. But the guy's no dummy. Yeah. He knows where his bread is buttered, and he knows damn well he racks the 11 trying to pass him to go for the win when he's already in. That's just bad business. Uh, he's in deep and shit is a, when he gets back. Topic, this, this is a topic we covered early, you know, on a few different occasions on different podcasts about this is a business. Yeah. And this is our business. And while it's you know, hey, I have fun watching racing because if I didn't have fun doing this, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I know the people in the stands enjoy it, and they cheer and they boo, and there's people at home that jump up and down on the coffee table, and they cheer and they boo, and there's all kinds of stuff going on, you know, and you're throwing Cheetos at the daggum TV and what have you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, for the guys that are wearing those shirts, that are that are in the pits, that are in the garages, that are on the road every week, that are pitting those race cars, that are driving those race cars, that own those race cars, it is a business. Billy it Bradley, our business. Billy Bradley, I, you and I both know that when, once Kyle Busch couldn't pass him cleanly, he went back into second place and was guarding that that champion. I mean, do you agree with that, Billy Bradley? That once he couldn't pass him cleanly, that he he stayed there in second place and 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 did what he was did what he should have done. Do you agree with that, Billy? I didn't at the at the end of the race. I was one of those 
persons that got on there saying it was team orders. But now that I, I after I calm down just a little bit, I see the bigger picture. <laughs> However, I won't. Uh, Denny Hamlin wasn't good on restarts no. all day long. He even came on his scanner. I was switching back forth and said, "He said I, I may lose this race right here." And his crew chief told him to gather his thoughts and get yeah. a solid restart right there. And he did get a good restart. Yeah, but yeah I he did. That was probably his best Kyle one of the Bush day. Realized, For sure. Yes, it was the best one of his day. And I think Kyle Busch realized, hey, if I wreck this 11 and I screw him out of making the chase and I get the 22 in, uh, you know, I may screw up myself. I see it as a team. I don't yeah. think Coach Gibbs had special orders for him to fall back in. But after the race, I kind of went on a rant that, the 18 had the best car at the end, but watching it again, I think Denny Hamlin definitely had the best car. Billy, here's uh, Rob. Here's something I'm gonna. You mentioned two things that I wanna. I wanna. I wanna bring up. Rob said it was probably his best restart of the day. I don't think there's any question as the best restart of the day. But here's the other thing that we that, that I wanna bring up because I think it's amazing that Denny Hamlin not only does this but shared this. Denny Hamlin as a sports psychologist that worked with him over the last couple of years. And I think there at the end, I think his crew chief knew exactly what to tell him in that situation to get his damn head screwed yes. on right because he absolutely had a good restart. It, I mean, he had two tires. It wasn't the best restart anybody had done all day, but it was good enough to get that good car out in front. And I think he did exactly what he needed to do. He heard what he needed to hear. You know, in the past, Denny Hamlin hasn't made it down there because that little voice in his head told him he couldn't do it. He was going to have a shitty restart, and he did have a shitty restart, but not not this time. What happened was he said, boys, I'm in trouble here. I'm worried about this restart. I might lose this race. And his crew chief said, hey, this, that's not going to happen. Let's get ready. Let's go out there and get it focused. And so I applaud Denny Hamlin and the crew chief for – I mean, this is what we love Steve LaTarte for, right? I mean, he, he he was a big coach and all that kind of stuff. Told Great driver exactly, line, absolutely. Yeah. Needed, needed to hear that. He told him that, and he went out there and executed. The second thing is, if you're Kyle Bush, you have had a terrible – a terrible playoff, Billy. I mean, you just had a terrible playoff. How, the only way you can make it worse is to wreck your teammate as he's going for the win to lock himself into the championship. <laughs> That's the only way you can make it worse. And and I think um, regardless of whether uh, Kyle Busch could have passed him or not could have passed him, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Kyle Busch um, passes him and wrecks him, it is a death sentence to sponsors, to the, the – I mean, you got to look at the JGR. I mean, I know they're a professional organization, but you just had one car take out another car. Now you got infighting. you got a bunch of bullshit you don't want to deal with at the shop. The right thing for him to do was to, was to absolutely, if he couldn't get around – hey, I, if he got around him clean and he passed him, then that's Denny Hamlin and his, and, and his crew chief's fault and all that kind of stuff. But once, he, once Denny Hamlin had that, had that restart – I'm perfectly fine with, with with how it how it played out. Rob Lopes, do you have anything to add? I, I want to sit there. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, did you see the move that the 18 did on that restart? You know, because that because the start finish line is like kind of in the middle of one two, and it's at the dog leg where everybody drops yeah. to the apron and cuts the corner. Mm-hmm. 
my man was where no car had been all damn day he dove down there. And with four <laughs> tires, he was going to make it work or he wasn't. But he was, if you can't, you can't look at that and see the move that that cat made and yeah. say he wasn't going for it. I and agree. That was, his, that exactly. was going to be his bonsai move, and if it worked, it worked. And if he had the lead, fine. If the 11 followed him, then that was yeah. going to be great. He wasn't going to wreck the 11. But by God, yeah. he did. I, I think, anybody that says that Kyle Busch didn't go for it didn't see the move that he put on there when he took yeah. that green. It was crazy. You are exactly right. That was his move to get both of them at one time. And once I went That's back exactly and watched right. it, I saw that. He was yeah. going to try to get them both right there. And and, and listen, crazy. I appreciate, Billy Bradley, that you, you said you were all ready to, to jump on a bandwagon, that it was bullshit team orders and all that. And then after you went back and you saw, you know, saw the replay, you're like, oh, yeah, he had one move to do. He did it. He did something yeah. that nobody else. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody in their right mind. I mean, if you hate JGR, um, which I am certainly not a fan of JGR by any stretch of imagination, but I, I, well, I tell you what I do appreciate. I appreciate somebody who is smart enough to recognize the greater good because, quite frankly, Billy, we've said this a dozen times in the last three years. If Kyle Busch wasn't such a dumbass and didn't have his head up his ass more often than not, he probably would have had more than one championship. He can't put together a full season because of his damn head, but finally – he did something that made sense. He went for it like like we know Kyle Busch is going to, and then he did the right thing. And and once he knew he couldn't get around him with that pass, he 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 went back and he and he and he did what he what he had to do. I, I thought it was interesting. Rob Lopes, did you know that they took only two tires when they started that last restart when you were down in the pits? Yes. What did you think that yes. was? Did you because think we were come out that way? We were also talking. We were talking about everything on our private channel and mm-hmm. it was guys who take two tires are probably whoever takes two tires is probably going to win this race and newman even said oh, wow. it out loud on the radio whoever takes two is going to win mm. you know and we we were we had put ourselves in a bad spot we got yeah. busted for speeding so you know we were we were gaining ground and then went long on green and we were about to get lapped and we pitted and we were probably going to work out okay, maybe, you know, come out on a tail end of the lead lap, you know, and have something to work with. Well, then we got busted for speeding, yeah. and that killed us. I mean, yeah. straight up killed us. Yeah. And so we were already worried about our own strategy, all right, how, what's the best finish we can get? And then that caution came out, and it was like, okay, we're going to wave right here, you know, to try to make something happen, whatever, blah, 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 if nobody pits, whatever. And Newman even said on the radio, Whoever takes two is going to win this race. Wow, I didn't know that. Whoever's, didn't know got, that. whoever's got the guts to do it, and yeah, we and, well, and I mean anybody sitting on pit road knew that hey, two was going to be the ticket. And if yeah. there was only two or three cars that took two, and you were the first one with four, you might have a shot. But if you were anywhere, if you were three rows back with four tires in front of you, sorry about your luck. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's interesting you brought that up, and um, because I was sitting here at. at at home watching his race, I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> Denny Amblin, as a restarter with a crap all day, only guy to take two tires. And I yeah. just I just did not think that – I thought it was going to be a heck of a lot closer than what it really was. But, that hey, that's just and, – and, and kudos to, to Denny Hamlin for getting his head right 
I mean, that's why he's a professional. That's why he's, I mean, he's the kind of guy who tore his ACL, had surgery, and was driving the car at, Phoenix, I believe it was Phoenix, just like four, 11 days afterwards or something like that. I mean, that's a phenomenal feat. I don't care, um, you know, what sport you're in. That is a difficult, difficult thing to do. And and and, yeah. and he, he toughed it out and he did it. Now, I got to be honest with you, Billy, I thought the race sucked. If it wasn't for the the, the the 22 and, and Chase Elliott screwing up and all these other kind of stuff, I, there would have absolutely been zero. If this would have been this, uh, like June or just, a you know, uh, if it wasn't the cutoff race, this would have been maybe the worst race I have seen in, I don't know, five uh, years. I think it was, what, 80% on Jeff Gluck's poll that thought it was a bad race? It was terrible. I mean, there's, there's no question whatsoever that if you're not, if you weren't a huge fan of NASCAR and excited to see who was going to be in a championship four, this race really had nothing to get. Everybody that we picked up from Barstool Sports that that went to Talladega uh, and and jumped on the bandwagon and watched the Kansas race, uh, they Cuss word. quit. Um, they quit NASCAR huh. if they saw that race. They have got to get What's that thing fixed. It's it, concerning is that's our championship race next year. That concerns and, and everybody. to be honest with you, in my head right now, I don't know what to do to make it better. The only, I mean, I don't know if that VHT, you know, that or I don't think it's PJ One, but it's PJ One, yeah. peanut butter and jelly, whatever it takes, you know, Coke syrup, whatever we're putting on there. Um, I, I don't know if we need to do more of it, less of it, change the tire, half a tick, soften it up, whatever. I mean, there are some, obviously some tire issues. Yeah. Uh, you know, some because and you're going to run into that on some of these bigger, bigger. I call it. This is a oxymoron, but a bigger short track. Yes. Um, yeah. You're going to run into some issues because you're trying to get max grip. You're going low air pressure. You're building heat with brakes. You got issues. You know, you're maxing out your cambers. So you're, you know, you're putting yourself on the edge to make your car work right, and you might fail a tire here or there. So it's softening the compound up. The answer, you know, a half a step. I don't know. Is more more track prep the answer? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I think. Because, I because think. basically that race that, that race is still going to be the same time of year, so the temperature is not the, the temperature isn't going to change. It's not going to change. You, you, I think you, you just that, you've moved that race one week is all you've done. Right, and yeah. the weather's so, not going to be a factor from one week. And correct. My my biggest thing is I think I think I'm glad this happened because I think it's going to put more emphasis on this track and our shorter track because short tracks haven't been up to the mile and a half races this year as a, as a whole so maybe maybe they say nascar looked at this and says holy shit guys this is going to be our championship race next year we have to do something yeah. so maybe maybe well, what, that's do you do? what, they look what at. do you do you damn sure uh, don't pave it I, no you no no i don't pave it i think what they need you to look at that's a death sentence now, listen to me. Here's what they need to look at, okay? I mean, um, put in a moat or a you know a ramp or something, a jump. I don't know. Maybe give uh, them a, a jousting stick to uh, yeah. um, to, to, to hit the some of the something. I, yeah. Here's what's going to have to maybe, happen. Maybe next take away year. some of the downforce, but then it, see, but then if you do that, you can't change the car for one race, especially well, I, in 2020 when you're when you're going to a reset in 2021. You can't do Rob, that. The only chance they have, the only chance they have is to do what they did when they had the modified, you know, when, when they were bringing this package out, 
they because if they don't do this, they are going to be in deep, deep shit with the championship race is going to be like this. But they have to listen. Dover, not good. Richmond, not good. New Hampshire, not good. Phoenix, not good. What these all have in common? They're big, short tracks, right? They're, they have to do something different next year with these big short tracks or they're absolutely going to fall on their face because in 2021 they have a brand new set of things that they have no idea what's going to happen here's what happened two years ago two years ago that car that they had and that aerodynamic package produced great racing at those tracks this with this what they got now it doesn't work at all but the thing of it is is you can't run drag because you need brake ups in the car you can't run drag I need somebody a hell of a lot smarter than me to make that race better. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but they got to do something. Go ahead, Billy. We've improved our mile and a half programs, but we've sacrificed our shorter tracks and road courses. Yeah, and listen, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to say this right now. I'll probably take a lot of shit for it. In the grand scheme of things, there's a hell of a lot more mile and a half races we got to watch than there are big, big yeah. short track races. I and I, and I am and happy. That's and, a very and, good point. And for years, I, I mean, I should get, I literally should get money back on my taxes for spending the amount of money I did to watch two shitty races at Texas Motor Speedway every year for a decade. But I'm glad <laughs> now that they are fixed. The mile and a half are a hell of a lot more entertaining. But I, listen, we, we've all seen it. Fans have seen it. Um, NASCAR, I'm sure, is is crapping themselves right now. But the, the big short track program. They got to figure. They got to figure something out um, real quick. Let's take a real quick short break, and then we'll come back. And we'll talk some news, and we'll pick our championship four. Thank you for listening, and we hope you participate with us. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Google Play, and visit our website sloppyyellow.com, where you'll find information on being a Patreon and helping our charity. We are you matter.com. All right, Billy Bradley. Some breaking news on late Wednesday afternoon as we tape this. Some breaking news as we tape this. Let's see, 28-10, sorry. Um, JRM, Billy Bradley, announced their driver lineup for next year. Um, and so that that um, special car that they have, the, uh, the number 88, um, Daniel Hemrick recently lost his job at uh, RCR, Daniel Hemrick will drive 21 races next year in that all-star car, Billy Bradley. I did not see that coming, to be bluntly honest with you, Billy. Did you see that coming? Wow. I did not, but i tell you what I think will happen. I think he'll win a race early, and I think that car will go full-time. Well, here's here's what's happening. Nice prediction. This was the big. This is the big news, Billy Bradley. So I, uh, let me finish here before you jump onto that. Hendrick's going to do 21 races. Jeb Burton's going to do 11, and Dale Jr. is going to do one. So they haven't announced where Dale Jr. is going to race, but Billy, for the third year in a row, he's going to he's going to run a race. Now I haven't seen him the first year. I didn't see him last year or this year at. Um, down there in South Carolina, but I may have to go next year to see Dale Jr. drive one more time. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's time to get the band back together. I think it's time to get the band back together. (laughs) I can't wait to figure out when that happens. But, uh, Billy, I I did not see Daniel Hembrick jumping in there, but I – listen – I think Daniel Hemrick wins multiple races in that in, in 21. He's got 21 shots. 
in a JRM car that Dale Jr. went out there and, and finished fifth in at, um, you know, in South Carolina. So that car is in not one, a bad in car. In one, in one appearance. In one appearance. In one appearance. That, that's yeah. a good car. They've got a good um, set of people over there working on I mean, JRM stacked it. They took half a – Hendrick Motorsports people away back when Hendrick Motorsports was was on top of the kingdom. But I, listen, I, I am wildly excited because I, with Daniel Hendrick, you know, staying there, and I know he 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 might want to run Cup and that sort of thing. But Daniel Hendrick could be a full time, he could be a NASCAR champion quick in JR, JRM Motorsports equipment, Billy. I firmly believe that. What, am I? Is that crazy or what do you think? No, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, speaking of JRM, they had won a race all year long. And Justin yeah. Allgaier goes out over the weekend and punches his ticket to Miami. And we know what those junior motorsports cars have done recently in Homestead. I mean, they've won, what, the last few championships? Well, uh, Tyler Reddick yeah. won the Daytona 500 or the Daytona 400 last year, and then he won the Homestead-Miami race to clinch the title for junior motorsports as he was saying goodbye and walking out the door. So yeah, I got to imagine. Yeah, I got to imagine if you're if you're just an all-guy, um, you're pretty damn happy to be taking a junior motorsports car down to Miami with a chance to bring home a title. That's exactly what it was. And, hey, and don't forget Regan Smith. I believe drove an Xfinity car where Steve Latart came over, and I believe those boys won um, that Homestead Miami race about four years ago. Billy, is that? I think that's what happened. Correct. I think you're right. That's correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rob, you were you it were with me. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was listen, I'm, I'm telling you, those guys. Yes, you this are is correct. Be pretty exciting. Um, some other news that is, I'm a little bit, um, a little bit sad. Uh, at least I'm sad about it, but apparently Matt Tift is not going to be racing next year, Billy Bradley. He he and um, I guess Front Row they they decided to part ways because Matt has to work on or take care of some health issues. Now we don't know, you know, it's I think I don't know if it's been said, but it's definitely been speculated that he's had some seizures. In fact, I think it has. I think Bob Parker announced it was it was seizures, but. It's um, Matt Tiff is a talented young man. Um, he was getting ready to go for a championship. Uh, everything was looking pretty bright for him, and 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 now to have to step out of the car and and definitely not racing next year. That's not a good sign, Billy Bradley. Hold, hold on, just a second. Is this not? Did he have some brain surgery not long ago? Um, is that the same guy that had the brain surgery, Billy? I think it is the same guy that had the brain surgery. Yeah, like three years ago. I, 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 I believe Is that, that sounds familiar. I'm sorry, and, and I'm and excuse my ignorance, but you might be right. But I, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think it is. So I, I don't know, and excuse my ignorance for not knowing. I, no. I'm not either. I'm speculating, but the name sounds familiar. Like I. Uh, nope. Man, listen, he um, he he absolutely. Matt Tift is on track after a brain tumor. That happened. Yes, he yeah, had a brain tumor. He's coming back. Well, hopefully, yeah. there's nothing to do with that situation. And well, here's the thing, and I know I speak for all of us when we say this: we hate to see you know a, a good young racer um, have to get out of a car for any reason. Um, but I can tell you this: I, 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 I want the young man to be healthy. 
and live to be an old man. Um, uh, you know, so I, if this is what's best for him, I'm, I, I know we're all glad that's happening, but yeah, amen, um, amen for that. Yeah, I, I know we're all we're all happy for that. As all to say, we wish that young man um, nothing but the best. I I was just a little bit I was a little bit taken aback by that because I thought he was he was on his way to um, uh, to getting back here and and that sort of thing. Uh, still, no word on the forty one Billy Bradley um, back at Texas. I know. Torres, what's that? That's. That's odd that we're in the final race and we don't know anything about. We used to know this shit not long after All Star race. Yeah, everything was. I mean, hell, I think they used to start taking pictures for next year before this year was over with. But uh, Billy, I had Texas. They Suarez said that um, it was very close, but it wasn't done. He seemed confident. I'm quoting from Bob Bockers. Well, I'm paraphrasing. He seemed confident that they were going to secure sponsorship based on the last few weeks. But that statement right there tells me that tells me um, he's not, he's out. He ain't confident <laughs> because if he has to mention the last few weeks, we've picked up some steam. That's a, I mean, I know what, the, what that is. That's, that's more like a hope and a prayer type stuff, but they haven't, I mean, look, we all know who's going over to SHR as soon as, as soon as this is figured out, they're, they're going to figure out a way to, to sponsor that young man and put in there if they don't have to, Billy, and they can, and Suarez can bring away. I think he's only looking for, Adam Stern reported something like they only looking for seven to 10 million, Billy. Seven to 10 million True. for Suarez. I think that's how short Suarez. they are, is Surely. seven or 10 million. Yeah, so they must have some sold, but not all that's of them. Half a season. That's yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, they, you, need 15, they, you need fifteen to twenty to run up front. Exactly, and so what it sounds Pro. like is he's got somebody coming back, and they're trying to find somebody replace that somebody who's not coming back. And I don't know, you know, who it is, but I can tell you this: Haas Automation's been on that car a lot <laughs> this year. Um, the 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 and that tells me that Cole Custer's coming up in that car. I, listen, if if Tony Stewart and um, uh, uh, Stewart uh, and Gene Haas are are paying their own money to put uh, Daniel Suarez in the car. Guess what, Daniel Suarez? They're going to put their money and put somebody else in that car. If they're still paying out of their pocket, they can pay out of their pocket and put somebody in there. Maybe Lori Younger has got you know. So Daniel Suarez has a championship under his belt, but he's about the most underwhelming champion we have seen in quite some time, Billy. I don't. I don't. If, if Suarez, I mean, if they can get the money, Suarez is going to ride. If not, it ain't going to be Suarez, in my in my opinion. I, I mean, Rob, you. I mean, I keep saying you've been in the sport a long time because you have been. But have you? Do you remember a yeah, time where we were this <laughs> we're this late in the season and there's a major ride still unaccounted for? I, I don't remember this very often, if at all. If 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 there was, I don't remember it, and. No. You know, Billy hit on something earlier, you know, it was like, you know, everything used to, like, everybody, it used to be the two Charlotte races were your big hitters. Yeah. Like, yeah. silly season started in May, you know, at the 600, and job fair started at the at the 500, you know, in September, yeah. October. Yeah. You know, that that's when you were already planning for next year. Yeah. You know, silly season started in May. All right, we're making a change. You know, driver changes, crew crew chief changes, this and that. 
And then the fall race at Charlotte was, all right, it's job fair. If you don't have a job, you're talking to different people, whether you're a driver, crew chief, crewman, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that seemed to be the way things are. And it's, you know, things have changed, obviously, like everything does. Mm -hmm. And to have a, a car of that caliber still kind of up in the air, Mm-hmm. is um, interesting, let's say. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to, to say the least. I like how you uh, – that's a little tidbit for everybody. The uh, job fair started at the Daytona 400. Um, no, no. But, the job fair started at the, the 500 at Charlotte. Oh, oh I got you. I, I got you. Silly, season, silly, season, started, silly season started at the 600. That's gotcha. when people were started making changes. All right, we're at the 600. Gotcha. We start to see drivers getting fired, crew chiefs getting fired, yeah. crewmen making changes. Yeah. And then by the time you came back to Charlotte in the fall, that was job fair. All right. I, mean, that was, I got you. I need a ride. Hey, you know, you got a crew chief looking for a spot. You got this guy looking for a spot. You got that guy looking for a spot. It was job fair. You're talking, you're shaking hands, you know, you're doing the whole thing. Let me and know that was you're the way it was for a while. Yeah. Yes, because you're already making plans for next year. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, let's yeah. head. Uh, let's head straight to Homestead, Miami, Billy Bradley, um, Rob Blokes, and uh, yourself and myself did did pretty good. You guys uh, did. You got three out of your four, Billy Bradley. Rob Lopes got three out of his four. I got two out of my four, but um, uh, all three of us picked the four. Billy, you've got the 11 and the 19 as well. Um, Rob has the 18 and the 19, and I have uh, the 11 to go with my my other pick. And it's, it's interesting, Billy, because when we you know did these picks, Kevin Harvick was in the middle of a big bad period of of um, uh, of, of the season, and and even though I still think it is a down year. Uh, Kevin, I, I mean, obviously, I picked him to make the the home. And if, just look at the ages of these drivers. You don't have any young guns in this field. It takes a KG veteran that knows how to race and to get get down in there and, and to look at the big prize. And the fact of the matter is, just go back at the beginning. Everybody bashed the crap out of Kyle Busch, but guess what? He's going to go fight for a championship. And um, and I promise again. you, he's going to let it all hang <laughs> again, and he's going to let it all hang out um, uh, down there. Yeah, but, it's funny you mentioned that about the young guns because wasn't it at the start of the season that they they prepped up these young guys like the future of the sport? And I think yeah. it's Ryan Blaney may have made a comment about it. And look who's in the final four: all the older generation. Well, I can I can tell you this: um, them young guns certainly want to be in the final four. But the fact of the matter is, when Brad Keselowski is at the top of his game and he can't make it, Joey Logano, who won it last year, can't make it. Um, <laughs> them go, them boys got their their work cut out for them. Um, oh, real that says a lot quick. for the competition within the field. You're not kidding, um, because Ryan Blaney won this year, Chase Elliott won this year, Kyle Larson won this year. And and none of those guys uh, were, were even even close to to getting in here. But you yeah, boys, you did see what um, I'm going to jump right back to the news. You did see where Bubba Wallace stepped on his pecker and showed how dumb he is and 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 got fined by NASCAR, Billy. I mean, NASCAR had they had no other recourse, did they? 
It's a shame. No, they had I'm going to interrupt you before you go to Billy. It's a shame that this isn't a video because I want to. I would love for everybody to see my surprise face right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so surprised. Well, I, I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you see the come yeah, on, man, on it. Monday Night Football? Come yeah. on, man. You're actually going to say that crap out loud? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words. That why you would even go on national television and say something like that, that you know they're going to come on, dude. (laughs) Listen, I lost a lot of respect. Three different times this year, I lost respect for Bubba Wallace. Beginning this year, if you remember, he was having having some hard times, and, and I brought Jimmy Wags. We did a special podcast when I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we did a special podcast talking about this, and I can tell you the reason why Bubba Wallace doesn't have sponsorship is because Bubba Walla is not smart enough to get sponsorship. He doesn't know how to play ball. He doesn't know how to keep his damn mouth shut. He, 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 his head isn't right. I, listen, I, if I was a sponsor and I saw a guy like, like Bubba Wallace come in there and, and look at uh, Jack Roush and say, nah, deal with it, I mean, Okay, here's how I'm going to deal with it. We'll see your ass later. And and the fact he come out there and say that is just just even after everybody in the industry probably already talked to him, Billy. <laughs> even after everybody probably said, oh, "Hey, yeah. just don't say anything stupid," and he, he went out there and said it anyways. Yeah, that's it. You know, you know, he had to be credits. I mean, PR people are are pretty smart. Yeah. They had to tell him, yes. do not bring it up. Oh, I, listen, I, I promise you, knowing Mike Davis, the, and I don't give a damn about what he does with his uh, his, his, his PR reps here at Junior Motorsports, but knowing Mike Davis, the little bit I do about his work stuff, I promise you, somebody texted the PR rep there, Instead, tell him to keep his mouth shut. I promise you, that's what happened. Oh, and yeah. uh, they, they definitely couldn't have got it because I've shit. Those those PR reps, they're not the only ones that are. Somebody is telling most of them what to say. I mean, that's that's a fact. And I I just I, I just okay. really Dan, Dan. I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. In that situation, you shouldn't have to tell anybody what to say. Use some damn common sense and keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> Well, okay, Rob Lowe, Keep uh, your once damn again, mouth shut. <laughs> once again, you know what? Good We're gonna that's what, Keep your damn mouth shut might be the title of this podcast, but I mean that's a, that's a good point. That's just you should I mean, have to tell somebody. You know what? They're shooting their stuff in the foot and then they're pulling the trigger twice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Good. Hey, not, hey, you got Mr. away Police. with it, man. Shut the hell up. You know what? I'm gonna say this right now, and I use this damn statement a lot. I would never rob a bank with Bubba Wallace. Never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Oh, my God. Hell. That's funny as hell. Well, I, this is That's all to exactly say. what I was getting ready to say was uh, I wouldn't go if uh, – I would never rob a bank, but it'd be like going up and saying, yes, officer, I just robbed that bank. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he goes, hey, what's the fastest yeah, way to get yeah. out of town? Bubba All these people. Will, Bubba Wallace will get pulled over by the cops and be like, yes, sir, I just robbed that bank, and I robbed it with him over there. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. 
this is all to say Bubba got exactly what he deserved and NASCAR had no choice. And I'm glad NASCAR not only acted, but acted to hopefully uh, let everybody else know, hey, we're going to make you 50 points and $50,000 um, less rich. But let's get back here to Homestead here real quick. I wanted to talk about about that. But we, we, each, have, um, we each have the four. Um, Bill, you've got the, out of the four, the 11 and 19. I, I mean, let me just – by the way, um, our stat guy, well, I want to give Brandon George a big shout-out. we got something uh, special planned uh, for him. But Brandon George sends me the um, a, a list every week of the previous uh, races um, uh, order, you know, start, finish. I mean, this is nice spreadsheet and all this stuff. He sent along a note that in their career average, let me see this, uh, Kevin Harvick, is best of the active drivers with an average finish of 6.8. I always think, Billy, at at Homestead, I'm sorry, at Homestead. Billy, I always, in my head, Kevin Harvick isn't that good there because I think, I mean, he's been there five of the last six years and he's got a championship, which is dumb and he's not good there. But, hell, 6.8 is a pretty damn good average. Yeah, but you're going to have to win. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe you have to win. Joey Logano won. Um, Joey Logano won uh, last year, I do believe. Did he win last year? Yes. Um, and and yeah. we've seen it. We've seen time and time again where this is, you know, this is kind of what you what you got to do if you want this championship. You got to go out there and, and and race for it. Now, Rob, talk to us about progressive banking because that should be the next drinking game on on Sunday. Every time you hear the the progressive banking, you got to uh, um, take a drink. But explain to us um, briefly what is progressive banking on a mile and a half track. Okay, basically progressive banking is this. Whereas most of our mile and a halfs have what have what you might say. Okay, let's. Well, I'm just going to pick a random number because they are they're all different. Let's say it's 18 degrees or 20 degrees, mm-hmm. and it's 20 degrees bottom to top. It's you know, it's flat, yeah. flat 20 degrees. Progressive banking means at the bottom, the banking is a little less, and as the higher you go, the more the degree is. Yeah. Basically, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a progressive banking. It's 18 degrees at the bottom. It's 22 degrees in the middle. It's 27 yeah. at the top. Yeah. Um, so it's almost it, has, it, it almost has like, it, and this is an exaggeration, it almost has a curve to it, almost like a half pipe. You know, the higher yeah. you go, the more banking there is. Yeah. Um, and there's there's something to be said for it. What I think brings the racing to Homestead, what makes it as good as as it can be, is the tire fall off. Yeah. Tire um, fall off is what makes that race. It absolutely does. It makes that race every year. What we love, what we always say at the end of Homestead, Billy, and we forget by the time Daytona 500 rolls around because, duh, Daytona 500. But everybody watches that race and go, wouldn't it be great if every track could have tire fall off? And uh, and, and it would be, but and we'll forget about it. But I think not only with this package being run underneath, you know, at, at night, it's going to be cooler. I I, I think we're going to see phenomenal racing, but. The, the progressive banking is a very is a very unique thing because it's so expensive to do. It's hard to do if you if you think about all the other mile and a half and and really every other track out there. 
Um, it has what they call plain. It's been tried at places, but it doesn't work everywhere. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work everywhere. What, what and, makes our racing good is ti- tire fall off is a big thing. And the way you get tire fall off, let's be honest, the way you get tire fall off is age on the racetrack, age yep. on the pavement. And guess what? That's what that gives you tire fall off. That fa- Billy, my my office that I used to work out of when I lived in Miami, I could see Homestead Miami Speedway from the front door of our office. I know exactly where it is. It's only a few miles from the intercoastal waterway between the salt and the sand that flies around down there. That track got character 20 minutes after it was installed. I dropped my character quick because um, that is a very abrasive area, lots of uh, um, minerals penetrating that thing. But the progressive banking and the, and the tire fall off is going to be great. I got to believe it's going to be uh, one of the one of the four in the championship that's going to win. Billy, you said you're going to have to. Let's just go straight with you, Billy Bradley. Um, hold on, hold on. You, Can I interrupt one before yeah. I do this? Yeah. And you guys would know this better than I would. Has there been, since we've gone to the championship four, has there been a championship winner that hasn't won the race? Um, I would have to... No. I believe they've all won because would... it, started with, um, it started with Jimmy Johnson coming out on fourth place or something um, to win. And then, uh, no, I think they've all, I actually think they have all won. They've all, they've all won that, that last race. I can't think of anybody who didn't win that race. Um, And the fact of the matter is, I I think it's only happened in the Xfinity. I think it's happened in the truck as well, and and it's but it hasn't happened in the Xfinity. But they're all going to be up on the wheel, and and all four of them are are going to have to win. Um, Who are you taking, Billy Bradley? Who's your your your? By the way, we have to say that um, I did pick the eleven to win, and um, they won. So I uh, oh, and the worst. So you go first. No, it is, no, 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 no. I, I just want to mention no, it because Rob, you won. we you had no, we we had this sloppy yellow fantasy league, and I am literally the shittiest fantasy player on the planet. I'd be like <laughs> like 170 out of out of 190, and and Billy Bradley would be up there like in the top 11. He's in. He's in the, like. He's top five and top six from the dead. I'm literally at the other end of the thing. I'm 180 people away from it or whatever. So th- th- for me to be able to come in here and win both the regular season and the and is odd because guess what? Out of the three of us, I'm the one that's got the less championship drivers in the pool. It's, it's, it's just. I just. I can't. I'm not. I'm normally not very good at this, but. Um, we got some interesting guys here racing. Let me just pull this up here real quick because. We said Logano won it last year, but Truex was second. Harvick was third. Kyle Busch was fourth. Um, you got Keselowski. Kenseth isn't here, but Chase Elliott also finished in the top ten. Clint Boyer finished in the top ten, and those guys have been. Clint Boyer has been picked as a as a dark horse darling just about every race this year, Billy. But all right, let's see who uh, let's see let's see who can get the championship right. Billy Bradley, who are you taking, bud, for your winner and your dark horse? Why don't you get the uh, pick first, Dan? Since you won last week, I'm just asking. Well, because I've already got the, uh, I've already got the, um, um, I've already, I've already got the, the regular, the final done, and because uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, listen, when you're as good as I am, Rob Lopes, I mean, no, we, we don't need, I mean, I, I can't carry any more championship trophies home this year, excuse, so. Excuse, excuse me for speaking <laughs> out of turn, sir. 
And there's a good chance I'm going to win anyways, but don't bump. All right, Billy Bradley, who you got? All right. My heart is telling me Denny Hamlin because Denny Hamlin is running with something special with him this year. This was the season that he lost one of his greatest friends, J.D. Gibbs. But I really think Martin Truex Jr. is going to pull it off based on the last two years that we've run that track. So, I want Martin Truex for the win. And let's see. Clint Boyer for a dark horse. I knew it. I knew he was going to take Boyer. Dude. I knew absolutely you were going to take Clint Boyer. All right, Rob Mopes. Who you got, buddy? Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and write it down right now, and I'll tell you if I'm right or not. You go go ahead. ahead and write it down because I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to go with that blue oval that's in there. I know the odds are stacked against them, but the fact that I'm I'm part of that blue oval, that blue oval clan, I'm going with that four car. And uh, my dark horse, oh, the gun. Man, that dark horse is going to be. The dark horse is going to be Jimmy Johnson. Okay. He's been a darling also and has um, almost produced as much as Clint Boyer's worthless ass has this year. I don't know that Harvick's odds are stacked against him. He's the only Ford against in there. Against the Toyota. Other, yeah. yeah. He's got other Ford manufacturers that can help him out. Oh, yeah. Toyota's, oh, yeah. They're all for all. Well, yeah, I, as soon yeah, as yeah, Rob, yeah, that's that's a solid point, Billy. That's a really solid point. As soon as I heard Rob Loeb start to think, I wrote down the four. Um, I, I, <laughs> just, that was that was an easy that was an easy pick, and not just because he's the only four in there, but uh, Rob, you spoke very highly of the year you worked over there um, with him and know what kind of driver he is and and all that. But yeah, I, I, the, the, the time I spent with Harvick, I mean, don't get me wrong. That son of a gun is a tiger, yeah. and he is tenacious. Yeah, he is no joke. And the fact that I have uh, some history with that cat is why I'm going to go ahead and say that's the guy. Well, I can't disagree with you because I think um, Kevin Harvick has made a lot of moves this year. He said a lot of things. He's done some things to let everybody know. Uh, he's done in two years, and and I think he know he's you know his daughter and he's sharing these wins with Keelan. I, I think not that he's not ever been you know ready to go get a championship, but he has got more reason now to go get that championship than he ever has before. I, I would be taking the four if it was me, even though Martin Truex Jr. is. Has, has, has done phenomenal here in the last couple of years as well. But I'm going to take the 11 over the over the 18. I just uh, – part of that is because, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, uh, we said at the opening of this podcast, Billy, you, you and I both agreed that Danny Hamlin was going to – before the Daytona 500, that he was going to have a good year because, you know, last year sucked. We'd heard that he worked, you know, pretty hard on some things. But the whole J.D. Gibbs – thing and all that, but I got to tell you, Denny Hamlin takes, he probably uses the momentum best than anybody except for maybe Jimmy Johnson that I've ever seen 
in NASCAR. That guy, when he gets on a roll, he is a hard son of a bitch to beat. We've seen him clip off three wins in, 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 in five or six races before, and I think now with the victory in there, he's got so I'm I'm going to pick the eleven. Um, I, I would have edged, I edged out the four, but in order, I think it's the four and the eleven that come in there. Um, but I don't know how you can go wrong with with any of these drivers. I would be surprised to see how many people would think Kyle Busch actually is going to do. Kyle Busch is not usually um, a fantastic at this racetrack, and you know he's going to have a problem early and and have some trouble for dark horse. I, I'm going straight. Um, with the blue oval as well, I'm going Eric Almarola. He, he's not bad at these mile and a half. He, uh, that's his home track. He's a perennial uh, top tenner. And to be quite frank, if all I got to do is be Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson, I'm going to ride with. Uh, I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with the blue oval. <laughs> God, throwing shade left and right today. My God, what the hell is happening? Um, Rob Lowe. Uh, <laughs> You have a you have a good place to eat down in Miami. Do you, I mean, I don't even know where. I don't, where do you guys stay oh when God. you go down there? Oh, uh, man, what's it called? Uh, Alabama Jacks or something like that down there? Alabama uh, Jacks. Or and, and, a, and the fish. Well, the fish, there's a place called the Fish House down there in Largo. Oh yeah. That uh, is. Well, I'm gonna go you with know, that one. You go to you the know fish about house that down place? in Largo. You can't go wrong. Do I know oh. about that place? Damn, Billy. Let me I tell you about the fish house. Jogging, kid. <laughs> Billy, and you think I don't know well, where to go eat? I'm impressed because Billy, I I used to live down there, okay, and I went to the fish house. I've, I've been there a hundred times, but it literally looks like a single wide trailer on the side of the road. Um, it, it is not an impressive. It is not an impressive place whatsoever. But they got the best hogfish and snapper. And that's why the by God food is so doggone good. Let me tell you. Exactly. It's absolutely amazing. So that, that's good to hear. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Rob, we, uh, Billy, we're going to do one more show next week after this one. Um, and then maybe yeah. one or two um, during the fall. But um, anybody got anything for the good of the community before we sign off here? Look out for your neighbors. A drastic weather change around in here. It got really, really cold and people turning on their heat pumps and starting fires and stuff. We had a house burned down about two miles down the road. Luckily, the, they got her out. It was an older lady. You know, mm-hmm. check on these older people. Um, th- this was very good because I was going to bring up the, the thing. It's about the time everybody's going to start getting packages on their door. And uh, every year yeah. we hear about uh, porch poachers uh, that come around and start, yeah. you know, snagging packages and all that. So keep an extra eye out, especially as – we get closer to the holidays and, and, and that sort of thing, and the temperature gets cold. Uh, we got lots of folks around we got to take care of. That's an excellent, excellent thing. I'm, I'm really happy with that. But Look out um, for your neighbor. Look out for, look your, out neighbor. for your neighbor. Man, Rob, I don't know if I want to keep your damn mouth shut. I wouldn't rob a bank with Bubba Wallace or help your neighbor, <laughs> Billy. I mean, they're all – I guess we'll see. Let's try, to go, let's try to go with the more positive thing. <laughs> let's go with help your neighbor, you know, because, I mean, nothing right. against Bubba. I don't know the dude. Listen, I don't know Bubba Wallace. You know, I've never talked to him, never shook hands with him or nothing. But, I mean, the man has not helped himself the last no. few weeks. No, that was that was bad. That was that was real bad. Well, I, I can tell you this. If, 
I stopped thinking about captions for the podcast title, Billy. I just write down something Rob says during the during the time and just and <laughs> turn it in. And it makes it pretty easy. Yeah. But listen, everybody, um, uh, we, we got one more race in it. So let's go see who the 2019 uh, champion is for Billy Bradley, for Rob Lopes. I'm Dado. We'll see you all next week. We out. See you next week, y'all. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails. Take a listen to Dado's new favorite song, Damn, Bougie girl. by Mixpack. Can you just like chill for a second and stop being bougie all the dang time? Let's have some fun, all right? Let's go. Bottoms up. Drinks on me. Later on, I'm the party my crib. But this girl on my right shit. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Gotta chill, need to relax. Not everywhere needs a VIP pass. Keep it up, you'll have no real friends left. Designer girls aren't gonna earn your respect. Just stop, you're being too loud. Your trash talk won't make your mama proud. Snap, snap, show your picture perfect, they laugh. Back up, you ain't even in the limelight. Bottoms up, slow down, slow down. Drinks on me. Oh, oh, oh. Later on, at the party, my crib. But this girl on my right shit. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie. Oh, he got a rolly. Now you're so damn basic. Man, I ain't saying you a gold digger. But what you doing at SLS when you stay at Azusa? It's okay, not my bitch, so I'm gonna walk away. Got better shit to do than to entertain you. Said she want the Fendi swimsuit with the Fendi shoes. Then she looked at me. I said, you picked the wrong dude. I'm out. Bottoms up. Slow down, slow down. Drinks on me. Later on, after party my crib. But this girl on my right shit. Why you gotta be 